You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. This show is about our marriage. And our money. Hey, husband. Good day. Good day to you. And um, cheers to our first mug of tea for the season. Clink. Mm -hmm. On this episode, we are reflecting on what we've learned in our six and a half years of marriage. We're checking in on our finances post-refinance, and we have a great tip from a listener. Let's chat about life lately. Yeah. So we took an awesome trip to the state of Texas, including both Austin and Dallas. That's right. Greatest hits. Mm -hmm. We were there because my... Well, primarily because my best friend was mm-hmm. getting married. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, I mean, we've been talking about this event on the show for a while. So yeah, people, people have probably been really eager to hear an update. <laughs> well, he's married <laughs> and happily so. I think. <laughs> Everything was great. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was one of the best weddings we've ever yes. been to, except for our own. I know. We think it's second, second to our own. It was just, it was such a, a great party. It was a great blend of two cultures. Um, your friend is Indian, so mm-hmm. blended Indian and Hindu traditions and culture, and then American tradition and culture, and just it was so fun. Mm-hmm. It was so so fun, and I think another another. A really fun aspect for me was that we were there with your really great guy friends from high school. I've mm-hmm. met some of them, but this was my first time meeting um, all of them uh, or being with them all together and meeting a few of them and meeting some of their wives. And it's just it's just a great group of people. Yeah, they're really incredible people. Yeah. And so we, yeah, none of us really have college friends that we stuck with. It's all just this group of high school guys. Mm-hmm. So we've known each other multiple decades now. And the trip was awesome because we had it bookended by two stints in Austin. That's so right. we had a few days with your parents mm-hmm. on the front end and then a few days on the back end. But the cool thing about that was that, I mean, we missed our boys, of course, but we left them with your parents so yes. that we could go up to Dallas for the wedding on our own. So we had, yeah. this was our first trip ever mm-hmm. without the boys you know, the two of us together traveling away from them. It was so fun. It was so fun. The boys did great, which made us feel really great because we're going to be gone from them for four nights in Mm -hmm. October for our trip to the Pacific Northwest. And yeah, it was just so amazing to just be able to just focus on you, just focus on me, honestly, like, you know, just relax. And it was just... You got your hair did. Oh, I got my hair done. Um, We stayed in a nice hotel. It was -hmm. was just so fun. I just felt so recharged and relaxed after that weekend. So it was Mm -hmm. just, it was just a really great trip. Yeah. And it was cool too, because, so I was the best man because I was my best friend getting married Mm -hmm. and I had to give the best man speech. Mm -hmm. You were nervous. I was very nervous. And I am a professional speaker. Like I'm a professor. I (laughs) have given thousands of talks in my life. But this was my best friend. And it was, you know, sort of the the venue and everything else, there was import. And Mm -hmm. so I had to really, I thought a lot about it. And I was practicing it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And it was actually kind of a complicated speech. Like I had a lot of things I wanted to bring up. Um, and it was front, in front of you, and you hadn't heard any of That's it. That's right. You wanted to keep it a secret, a surprise for me. Mm-hmm. You you had debated a few times, oh, I want to give you the speech. I want to know what you're going to think. And then you're like, no, I'm going to wait until the wedding day. So it was cool. It was 
it was really cool for me to watch you give the speech because you're a great speaker and it was such a heartfelt speech and you you just you did an amazing job you did such an amazing job and I just have to tell everyone out there um and so many people were coming up to you afterwards and like (laughs) saying that they loved it it was just it was cool for me and it was just it was cool to get to watch you um just have have a great moment and and do something well that was so important to you thank you yeah it was i was i was happy with how it all turned out um but yeah the interesting thing about it was i i i went very counter to conventions Mm -hmm. and the reason i probably concerned you because early on i was saying well i'm probably going to kind of destroy the the customary you know concept of love is what you told me and i was like "Mm." Is that really what you want to do? <laughs> yeah, all the romantic BS that people bring up at weddings. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so talk about your um, talk about your kind of message in the message in the speech. Yeah, so the whole idea. So a bit of the premise is that Avi, my friend, and his wife Kristen met in Las Vegas because we've taken these guys trips every year. So mm-hmm. I was on this trip. They met in a Las Vegas nightclub, mm-hmm. which is you know not usually the place. Maybe you meet your <laughs> future wife. Right. So not very fairy tale type of of story. So I kind of joked that this mm-hmm. was a you know a classic fairy tale scenario where they met when obviously it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But the reason I was doing that is I was trying to set up. Often what people talk about when they talk about love and speeches at weddings is this like romanticized version of it where people meet, they fall in love and then like just destiny takes over and they just kind of float away to their happy ending mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. That, it, and that it's meant to be. That it's meant to be. That was the, yeah. That, so the main kind of conceit was this, this notion of love is meant to be. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> love is not meant to be. And I, I said, love is never meant to be. And then instead I said, love is forged. And mm-hmm. instead it's this conscious act. And um, it's still like a labor of love, but it's it's mm-hmm. a forged thing. You have to work on it. And so the whole idea was throw away the fairy tale notion because that actually does a disservice to love and to a relationship and a marriage. Like I all think. the effort that you've put yeah. into it. Like that's that's the good stuff. That's mm-hmm. true love. And so and I, I said that because they actually built this long distance relationship by traveling all over the country to they see each other. They did work really hard at it for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Avi was in Chicago, Kristen was in Dallas. And mm-hmm. so they were for two years they traveled like sixteen different places to meet up mm-hmm. and create a relationship and then they got married. So that was they forged that relationship out of nothing. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of the perfect idea. So mm-hmm. the whole idea was love is not meant to be. Instead, if you work on it, you make the decisions for each other that you know create a good marriage, mm-hmm. then you will make love what you mean it to be. Mm-hmm. That was kind right. of the, and that, and that that's, the punchline. And that that's actually more romantic and and meaningful than yeah. than like you know, like a fairy tale love that you're not actually working at at yeah. all, which I, yeah. I don't actually think that's not a sustaining love anyway. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was just, it was a really beautiful speech and a, a just, and a really wonderful message. I, I really, really loved it. Cool. I'm glad. It, w- it was funny because uh, Kristen was telling us that her friends, as they were listening to it, and I got to the part where I said, you know, this is, their relationship is not really like a fairy tale and it's not because they met in Vegas. Instead, it's this notion of it being meant to be because it's not meant to be. <laughs> and then, and then I went on to the whole thing. Did but you actually say exactly that? No, I think what I'd said is, <laughs> I, I don't, there was maybe because I like, I wasn't nervous that ever while you, I wasn't nervous while you're talking. Like I didn't actually feel like it came across 
um, like at any point I wasn't nervous, like, oh my gosh, what's his message? Because I know you and I knew that you were going to have something really thoughtful and, um, and, and, and ultimately sweet and meaningful to say. Um, so, so I, I, I think her friends, I'm sure they were joking, but yeah. it was, they were like, oh, do we need to pull this guy <laughs> off the stage? Where is he, where is he going with this? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's fun because it's like the, it's my favorite storytelling mm-hmm. tool is to kind of present the world as people think it is mm-hmm. and then reveal the world as it actually is. Yeah. And usually it's like kind of, that's kind of a negative thing, but in this case, I think it's really positive. Mm-hmm. So that was the whole thing. But the other cool thing about it was, um, throughout the whole process of writing up the speech and actually, you know, us going to the wedding and Mm -hmm. everything, it kind of gave us a chance to reflect a lot on our Mm -hmm. own relationship and think about, you know, I don't know, our time together and like what (laughs) we've learned. I don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. We were just talking about, gosh, remember when we got married and, you know, how much life has changed. And we kind of started talking about how has our relationship changed. And one thing that I brought up to you that occurs to me from uh, from time to time, and I, I think maybe I've brought it up before, but, you know, sometimes you can have with, with young children, it's so, so demanding, have this thought of, oh, remember how it used to be without kids, like not Mm -hmm. wanting, not wanting your life to change, but just like on those days where you're like, I wish I could just lay on the couch and watch a movie. And that is exactly the opposite of how I'm going to be spending the day, you know, (laughs) or I wish, you know, remember when we could just go out to a movie on a whim. I mean, Mm -hmm. just, whoa. Um, You know, I'll, I'll think of those things like how life used to be, but then when I think about just where we were in our relationship and our life, when those times were going on, I wouldn't want to go back to that. Mm-hmm. Our, our, like our marriage is so much richer and in, not that it was ever in a bad place, but just in it even <laughs> Cause things better. Used to be really shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it used to be in a real bad place. No, it was, I can't it, believe we made it. No, it's been, it's been great, but it's just like this even deeper, great, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so I've like kind of kind of had that, and so that's I mean it's it's a great feeling to to yeah. be like even even though we had like more disposable time and income and stuff before, I just I value this so much. I mean, this is just what I've always wanted, and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I was thinking that like along the way, I don't think I used to be very intentional about thinking about uh, I don't know the processes Me? of our marriage. <laughs> no but like how i operate in the marriage and and how i ought to operate Mm -hmm, in the marriage mm -hmm. it was just sort of like we're married we're committed and so it'll just work right right but i'm much more intentional these Mm -hmm. days and i think a lot about it actually and one of the things i was thinking about i do too just you're not you're not not the only one thinking about our marriage (laughs) (laughs) but i was thinking um recently that uh, i don't know if i i heard this from somebody I heard it somewhere, but this idea of keeping a scorecard, I think there's Mm -hmm. a real natural tendency Mm -hmm. to when you're working with somebody, whether it's a marriage or job, whatever, but Mm -hmm. to just like make it 50, 50 somehow all the time, every task, everything. Right. Right. And over time, I think I've just decided that that's a bunch of BS too, Mm -hmm. because, well, first of all, the thing that I heard that I I bet is totally true is if, if you think you're putting in more on some thing, like a Mm -hmm. task in the house, say, than the other Mm -hmm. person is probably it's actually 50 50 Hmm. like you're probably biased towards yourself um even if it's objectively true that you're putting in more Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. it's probably still 50-50 because you're probably putting in less on some other task that mm-hmm. the uh, that your partner has picked up yeah. you know naturally as right. things have kind of fallen out this is this is a really interesting I think topic of conversation and this is really interesting because just just last night um, I was a guest on a podcast so that should be coming out soon I'm going to be a guest on the coffee and crumbs podcast um, which is a, a great podcast about all different aspects of motherhood I was on there talking about my experience being a working mom which is something I'm really passionate about talking about but anyway we got into this topic of conversation about um, relationships kind of having the like the default like the the default parent kind of we're talking about parenting relationships where the parent who's keeping track of the appointments and buying the gifts for the birthday parties and Mm -hmm. and all these things kind of like all those little um tasks and admin things around the house that really can add up to a lot especially when you have children and Mm -hmm. and that's something um, just related to like the scorecard, I've heard that come up a lot in conversations with girlfriends and parents and things like that. Um, and that's something that, I mean, we've talked about aspects of that, like our discussions on me feeling like before that kind of the burden of buying gifts for all the family and stuff was kind of more on me. But then mm-hmm. we talked about this more recently um, in these discussions and you brought up this notion of like, really, I think it's looking at the whole picture, mm-hmm. like the, the whole sum of, of the relationship, because there are lots of things having to do within the house, but then there are lots of, there's lots of other things like, um, who's kind of taking the, like the lion's share of doing the like budgeting work and finances stuff and keeping Mm -hmm. up with that. Like a lot of times there's tasks related to keeping up a car or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, I think it can be easy to focus on like the set of things that are the most important to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, and it's easy to not see like all that someone else is doing. Not, not to say that it might not be the case that, you know, conversations need to happen about like, Hey, I'm, I'm feeling this inequality and mm-hmm. we should like w- kind of, how can we address this? But mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. I, and I'm going to take it a step further and, and I don't think everybody, maybe anybody would actually agree with me on this point, but this okay. is how I feel. <laughs> okay. I feel like even if there is a true inequality mm-hmm. somewhere, mm-hmm. that's marriage. Like mm-hmm. it's okay. I, I, mm-hmm. I I, I'm happy to absorb that if there was some inequality mm-hmm. that affected me negatively. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't not that doesn't mean that you have to, <laughs> but that's how I feel because it. I don't know. I, I'm not interested in like this mm. legal style fairness where mm-hmm. it's absolutely fifty fifty down mm-hmm. to the percent point. You know, I mean, I think it has to do more with not like a fifty fifty, but but whether you f- like you feel equal. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I think maybe I think maybe that's different. Like if if you are maybe technically doing um, more than half of the housework, the child work, things like that, but but you felt okay about it and mm-hmm. like supported, and I think a huge part of it is feeling appreciated mm-hmm. um, and like recognized for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I guess it's hard for me to hard for me to see how if I felt like I was doing more that like I would I don't know I guess you're just saying like even if I'm doing more I'm just going to be satisfied with that and be okay about it or are you saying you feel dissatisfied in an unequal share and then you're just gonna dismiss that that seems that seems hard to do to me so what I'm actually saying is I am 
working on so dissociating myself from the idea of the scorecard mm-hmm. that I'm not going to worry about whether there is an actual imbalance or not. Mm-hmm. I, I recognize that you put in a ton of effort into mm-hmm. the marriage and the family mm-hmm. and the house and everything else. Mm-hmm. And that's good enough. Whether that I effort see. is 35% or 65%, I, I couldn't care less. You're just saying like, I see like really great effort from you. I see and effort so. and commitment and that's all I care about because mm-hmm. the scorecard is too... It's it's too loaded with biases, mm-hmm. so we'll bias towards ourselves mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. right? And and how could you possibly actually measure up right. efforts across tasks and everything yeah. that happens? If somebody's a deadbeat, you recognize them as a deadbeat, mm-hmm. and that's a problem, right? <laughs> but if somebody's actually putting in right. effort, right. for me, just for me, not anybody else, yeah. I don't think this is like the right way to go, but right. for me, that's all hmm. I care about. Um, I mean, lucky me. So I'm going <laughs> to fast track to deadbeat and get me on that. <laughs> so i'm gonna tell a story okay but so my task has become making the bed Mm -hmm. i feel like and we never talked about Mm -hmm. you know should you or should i or should we do it together every morning yeah it's just like an initiative that you did and so i was like great i will let you have that yeah and it's fine and 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 i have i have no concerns about (laughs) equality and making a bed right but one day we were we were in the bedroom and I was making the bed and I was on my side and I made my side of the bed and then like I came to your side and you were standing there and you hadn't made the bed and then also you're like literally in my way as I was trying to make your side of the bed. And I thought about this at that very moment. I thought, okay, this, this would seem really annoying. Except that... Scorecard, Chris, point. <laughs> except that there are innumerable occasions where you've bought gifts, not only for your family, but right. also for my family. And you mm-hmm. write thank you cards mm-hmm. and you do all these other things. And it's mm-hmm. sort of like, okay, this is my task. Mm-hmm. There's no need for me to even... It's, I don't right. need to ask you to make your side of the bed, even if you're right there, because I've right. just decided this is my task. If yeah. there are like dishes in the sink, I, mm-hmm. I've i just decided this is my task. Mm-hmm. I will just clean those up. Yeah. And there's nothing to gripe about because our marriage is filled with effort yeah. on both parts. So that's the whole idea. Yeah. Oh, that's really sweet. I mean, <laughs> I, I think that um, similarly, just like evolution of thinking, I, I do feel like, and we had kind of talked about this, that just when you start out in a marriage and, um, you know, maybe if you're together for, for longer before you get married, maybe it's not so much, but it just, it just feels like still there's still like being individual, you're committed to each other, but it just takes a while to evolve Mm -hmm. into that, um, you know, just greater, you know, us as a couple. And even though you, you like know it conceptually. It, I, I don't know. I yeah. just feel like we've really grown into that and, totally. and, and things just like that where it's, it's not about me personally. I mean, certainly, you know, there are things that I need for myself, you know, just my like personal time and, you know, making sure that, but just the, the greater good of mm-hmm. the couple and our family, like just that kind of team yeah, you got to go from like from individual focus to meta. You got to get meta mm-hmm. in your marriage. <laughs> got to get meta in your marriage. Yeah, you can't you can't get lost in all the details because there's there's no point in trying to keep track mm-hmm. of those. You're not mm-hmm. doing it right anyway. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, yeah. I just I I loved that conversation that we that we had about that. I would mm-hmm. love to. Yeah, I'd love to hear from our listeners on this because I I think this is something that every couple faces, Mm -hmm. you know, and like conversations that you have. And I would love to hear 
tips from people on how they've navigated this or just kind of their perspective or thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure people have lots of different perspectives on this and yeah, we'd love to, we'd love to hear from you. Hit us up with an email. Um, Hey, matrimony, M O N E Y at gmail.com. Let's move on to talking about our money. So we signed on our refi Mm -hmm. just yesterday. It was awesome. Yes. Yesterday. um, It was great. Yep. Quick recap. We were at 4%. Mm -hmm. We had a 20 year loan. We dropped it at 2.875 for 15 years. Um, The only difference is about a $60 increase in our mortgage payment monthly. Mm -hmm. So it was a huge win for us. It was Mm -hmm. like a clear... Yeah. You know, and I, um, I had shared this on Instagram and someone had posted, wait, I thought you were planning on paying off your mortgage early. That is definitely still part of the plan. Um, this just still made sense to us because now we're putting more towards principal every month. And it's, it's kind of almost like a nice backup plan. You know, I mean, if, if something, if we decide to change plans, if something doesn't work out at, at minimum, we're paying off our mortgage in 15 years. Yeah, yeah. So it's exactly. So that's it's a great kind of, I guess, plan B, maybe plan A, who knows. Mm-hmm. But um, in the meantime, we pay off this refi in like, gosh, I think it's 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 20 months at most. So well under two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so even within our, like the five-year plan we had established, we'll be saving, like we'll be putting more principal in, right. you know, even within that time. Right. So it's, um, so we're, we're spending less on interest with this refi, even within the five-year plan, which is amazing. Yeah. So it was great. The nice little added benefit though, is that, um, just given the timing mm-hmm. when we've done this before, we've had one month that gets kind of like lost in the mix where we don't have to make a mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, you have to kind of, you have to have used the money for them to charge your interest on. So there's always a month missed, I but see. for some reason this time, there's two months that yeah. we go without a mortgage payment. So it's magical. Yeah, it's like twenty five hundred dollars of so two, money. So two two months without a mortgage payment at the same time oh, yeah. that in September is one of those September twenty sixteen for us is one of those magical months with three paychecks. Yeah. <laughs> All the stars align. I know, I know. <laughs> and this is great because we have been a little bit behind in contributing to our Vanguard account, which is our investment account where we're um, prioritizing savings throughout the year. We typically try to save um, or invest $1,500 a month into that account. So we kind of were a little bit short the past couple of months just mm-hmm. with travel and things like that. So this is going to... Which we knew was coming. Right. We knew we knew was coming. But um, yeah, this is going to kind of help us get a little bit more on track. Yeah, we'll drop some some extra cash in there. So How much are we planning on putting putting in in September and October then? Um, across the two months, hope, I'm hoping between like four and 5,000. Oh, okay. But we'll see. We'll see how it all pans mm-hmm, out. Because mm-hmm. we have some other things that we're thinking about, which we'll talk about in future episodes, like a redesign of Dash's room and oh, that kind of stuff. I thought maybe you were going to say a redesign of our floors. No, not that at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to, actually, we have a listener tip. Um, a few episodes ago, in episode 27, we had a listener question about managing a joint credit card with a spouse and they were kind of having a hard time um, like the wife would spend money on the credit card and it and it wasn't 
always clear to the husband how much was on the credit cards. They were kind of ending up over budget on on credit card mm-hmm. and like their spending in some categories. And we talked a bit about that. And then we got a great comment from Nikki. And she had a really great tip for this. She said that for managing a credit card with her spouse, they have a dedicated separate account where whenever they put a purchase on the credit card that that person who made the purchase is responsible for moving money from checking or from wherever it's coming from into that account. Mm -hmm. So the money is sitting there for the payment and an issue before um, with the couple that we talked about, the problem was money would still be sitting in their checking account that one of them would know, okay, this is earmarked for the credit card, but the other person wouldn't know that it's Mm -hmm. earmarked for the credit card. So they would, you know, go, it kind of would get spent twice. Um, And so I just thought that this was a really straightforward, simple, very smart tip for, Mm -hmm. for managing a credit card with a spouse. It like it, it's nice because you can still operate like independently, not that you need to be independent, but instead of remembering, Oh yeah, I got to remember to tell Chris I spent $200 on the credit card. I can just go in, you know, transfer that money and, and then it's there. Yeah. So yeah. Smart. All right. Thanks Nikki. All right. Let's move on to one big thing. What's yours? Oh, ooh, I think I'm still thinking about it. Oh, okay. Well, I have one. Okay. Uh, I have developed a novel weight loss plan. What? <laughs> Is this going to be a fad diet? I'm, I'm seriously thinking I'm going to write my ebook on this. Okay. So, um, I'm sure everyone's eager to read about it. What's this fad diet going to be called? <laughs> oh my gosh. I haven't thought about that yet. Ooh, we'll think about it. If anyone has any, well, Explain it to us, and probably the concept. Maybe that will help us. Yeah, and our listeners think of a great name. Well, there's two two pieces to it. So, the first thing is I have gained some weight <laughs> <laughs> since kids. Um, <laughs> it's been hard for Chris to lose that pregnancy weight, guys. <laughs> I haven't been breastfeeding, so I don't have that built in. Um, Side note. During both of my pregnancies, Chris is a pregnancy symptom stealer. Totally. Like whenever, or sympathizer. I mean, no. Yeah. Whenever I was, I would be like reading about, oh, I'm gonna, you know, just all these pregnancy symptoms would show up in you, and you would be like complaining about them, like, oh, my lower back is hurting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gaining weight, and I just, I had zero sympathy for you. But you were, <laughs> you were like scooping me, like right before I would get a symptom, you would get it. <laughs> <laughs> So you were like laying claim to the symptom. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you've been so you've gained some weight recently. Since when? I yeah. feel like you look great. I'm I'm not unhappy with like okay, so the first thing is if anybody reads my blog, mm-hmm. I clearly couldn't care less about weight as as it relates to health. Mm-hmm. Because weight, whether you're I don't even care if you're obese, if you have healthy Mm-hmm. like lifestyles, mm-hmm. it doesn't affect your, your health. It's no mm. big deal. Interesting. Um, not, but, not that obesity in general is not a big deal, but on an individual basis. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but I have gained more weight than, than I I've had in the past. So like I got up to 190, which I haven't seen 190 on a scale pretty much in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that does a few things. I mean, you know, there's always like the vanity piece that comes into it, mm-hmm. but then, 
but I've still been active. It doesn't affect my, mm-hmm. my physical activity, but then you just have to start buying different clothes. And so I actually went out, we recently went out, I bought and new jeans. And that affects our budget. Yes. <laughs> That's not okay. <laughs> totally. I don't want to have to, you know, replace all of right. my, anyway. So I decided I would try to lose a little bit of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, after reading literature on this and I, I I thought a lot about it and like the things that I espouse on my blog, I decided a couple things. I was going to go about it a totally different way. I hate all fad diets, especially low carb diets. All the stuff that's popular right now is Mm -hmm. a bunch of bullshit. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, what I realized though, is that see, when you, whenever you try to lose weight, Mm -hmm. you will lose fat if you're, if you're doing it the right way, but you will also lose muscle mass. Like you invariably, you can't get past that. Mm -hmm. So I decided I would go at this differently. I joined an extra class at our Orange Theory Fitness, mm-hmm. which was about building muscle, literally building muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided I would try to lose weight by first gaining weight, mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least gaining muscle mass that right, might result in gaining weight. The idea being that I could switch then into losing weight after I gained some muscle mass and I'd have a strong, like a bigger base mm-hmm. to, to drop from mm-hmm. so I could remain strong and I could afford to lose a little bit of muscle mass and still stay athletic and all mm-hmm. those things. So... Um, that's what I did. I actually went for about six weeks through this class and you know, I was downing tons of protein Mm -hmm. and I was eating probably well over 3000 calories a day. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was not going to lose any kind of weight at all, but I definitely did bulk up just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And now I'm switching to a weight loss phase, um, which is really just about watching my calories, maintaining a higher amount of protein, blah, blah, blah. You can actually read about this on the blog if you Mm -hmm. want to, but, um, But yeah, so what I realized was actually a great way to lose weight is to first gain some weight Mm -hmm. and then move into a weight loss phase. Interesting. And of course, I'm undergirding the whole thing with all the stuff we think about when it comes to voluntary simplicity and like a simple lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So I'm bike riding a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm taking every chance I can to bike ride for errands and things like that because that just adds more Mm -hmm. opportunities to burn calories Um, and trying to avoid buying extra food out and that kind of stuff. Uh, so anyway, it's going great. Hmm, I was cool. able to bulk up in the first phase a little bit, and now I've already lost close to three pounds um, mm-hmm. in the first 10 days, mm-hmm. which is a little bit fast. I don't want to lose weight that fast, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, it's working out great. Cool. And so it, you're in the testing phase of your fad diet. Yeah. yeah. All right. Except we, it's not a fad. It is evidence-based. Okay. Excuse me. <laughs> we will report back on your evidenced based diet. Yes. Um, <laughs> I have two posts on this on the blog, how to how to lose weight parts one and two, and they're just, they're about, they're the two of the last three most recent posts. Okay. Hmm. Um, let's see. I think, I think my big thing is going to be, I just, I think it's going to be just feeling very, like, I'm just feeling like I have a very full heart today in the past day. I feel like the past 24 hours, I've just had so many wonderful encounters with, wonderful people in my life. Um, I just, I had a really great day today. I got to see my book club girlfriends and I, then I got to kind of have just a little outing time just by myself. Had a really wonderful afternoon with the boys. Um, I had a little bit of time to read and then. And that was around too, you know, whatever. (laughs) You, you were there too. No, then I'm just thinking of, I got home from my errand, then you went out to work out. I was like reading. And then for the afternoon, we just like played with the boys and it was just really, really nice. Mm -hmm. So 
I just had a bit of a stressful week at work um, and was just feeling like running a little bit ragged. And yeah, just like the past day just like really filled me up. And it's just so wonderful to be reminded of all those great people in my life and just mm-hmm. our wonderful little family unit. And, and just, I mean, it was just such a simple afternoon at home. We were just you know, playing all the things we play, playing lots of make-believe and doing baths and cooking with the boys. And it's just yeah, the best. It was an awesome day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. So um, this makes me think for listeners out there, if there are any guys who listen who have any ideas on how like, I don't know, guys make groups of friends. <laughs> Let me know. This, this is like sounds like such a sad little a sad little addendum. Hey guys, no. does anyone know how to make friends? <laughs> okay, can I tell you something? I have shared this with you. This this is what I think. You have tried before, just like getting together with someone, um, like a guy friend, and just like going out for a meal or a beer or something. Um, I was talking with my girlfriends today about this. I th- women in general like just love to talk, like get together over a meal and just talk or go Mm -hmm. for a walk and just talk. I think you need something to do. Like invite someone to go watch a football game at the bar with you. Invite someone to go play pool, to go on a hike. Like I think you need an activity. I mean, that's just a great way to like build a new friendship anyway, to kind of like have activities in common and stuff. And then maybe you get to a point where you're just, you know, can talk for an hour and a two, but I'm thinking though, the thing I don't want to do is you're like, like, that's too much effort. Yeah, no, I want (laughs) to like what, what group activities do guys partake in? I want to do a group thing. Like if there was a book club for guys, I would do that. I don't want to just, I don't want to date a guy. I don't want to just, I mean, if, if I meet a guy who, who is cool through like our couple friends and right. that's fine, but I don't think I want to go and try and just hang out with somebody okay. new on my own. By, okay. So you want a group, a group thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that's, but I don't know. I'm asking listeners if, if anybody has <laughs> you're, an idea. You're like, this. I'm not asking you. <laughs> I'm asking our listeners. <laughs> Cause I mean, I don't really need friends. I don't actually care if I meet anybody <laughs> again or not, <laughs> but, but it would be nice. Um, since my one closest friend moved away, it would be nice to have. I really like how, like, clearly this is so on your mind. You just hijacked my one big thing. We're about know, to, like, so close funny. out the show, and you're like, wait, can anyone tell me how to get a friend? It's it's such a great resource. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm it what is. is it called? Group sourcing, outsourcing? Crowdsourcing. Uh, crowdsourcing, yeah. Crowdsourcing I'm your group new sourcing. friend. Yeah, all right. Who has some tips for Chris on, on where to meet his his new best friend new best friends friends no new group of casual friends <laughs> new group of casual excuse me <laughs> for whom i feel no commitments <laughs> what <laughs> i mean they don't want to be your friend i think like what are you bringing to this friendship is if there is a a group of guys who gets together on like a monthly basis to, okay. to read and talk about harry potter books oh, that's <laughs> that's what i'm looking for i mean they might be 12 <laughs> <laughs> and that gets weird. So, <laughs> so we're really, really what I'm looking for is, is a group of super nerdy guys who are in their 30s, 40s, and beyond. Okay. So that's, that's really How it. do you feel about Dungeons and Dragons? I have to learn it. I don't know. I'll see. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, nice big thing you had. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, can we wrap up the show now? 
Sure. Okay. Um, you can find links to everything we mentioned and links to the blog post that Chris talked about where you can find um, his thoughts on his new evidence-based It's Not a Fad Diet mm-hmm. um, on his blog. So we'll link that at loveandmatrimony.com. And we love your emails with topic suggestions and your questions at heymatrimony at gmail.com. And find both of us on Instagram and connect with us there. You got it. Get meta in your marriage, everyone. And remember to love your honey, not your money. Hello? I can't hear anything. Check, check. I can hear plenty. Oh, you can? Yep. Oh, boy. Wait, did I plug my headphones in? Nope. Sorry. (laughs) I was thinking. Are you a pod person? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious. Wharton out.